practical. Um, we just want to say that, um, you know, one thread through the whole conference was about prayer, the power of prayer. At one time, a lady talked about how they got these Catholic kids, they confessed their life to Christ, and they went out and started praying. And one kid started praying for ISIS. And you know who ISIS is, right? And it's like, save their soul, save their soul. And then we had a speaker afterwards, a, a missionary from Egypt going to Iraq, said that he, when he was in Iraq, he seen a guy that got saved who was an ISIS, and his name became Paul. So he said, so I mean, God is moving in a powerful way throughout the world. And I just want to say this as a pastor too, and um, just let you know that anytime these altars are open, you'll never be disturbing the service. If you come to pray and you want to seek God, you're more than welcome to do that. And I just want to spend a little time in prayer right now because if you have a need right now and it's, you know, physical or you're somebody heavy on your heart, raise your hand if you want, want prayer right now. I'm not going to have you come to the altar. We're all going to pray together as a church. So the hands, amen, amen, amen. Look, we, we're needy people. We need Jesus, don't we? We need prayer. And so I just want to, um, you keep your hands up. And uh, if you're close to somebody that has their hands up, I want you to gently lay your hand on their shoulder, not push them and shake them, but let them know that we're praying for them. And we're going to do a quick word of prayer for you right now. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for you see these needs, Lord. We have hands up, Father, hearts up towards you, God. Father, you said cast all your cares upon you because you care for us, Father. You love us and you have a wonderful plan for our life. I pray that you'll touch bodies that need healing. I pray that you'll touch families that need healing, Father God. I pray, God, for salvations of loved ones. And, Father, you see these hands. You see these hearts saying we cry out to you and ask for help, Lord. So, God, I just pray, Father, as a church, that we would pray for one another that we might be healed. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord for to be able to come to this throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need. So we thank you for that, and we give you the praise. And everybody say, amen. Oh, glory to God. Glory a Dios. Glory a de Dios. Yo hablo un poquito español. Uh, I speak a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> Yo soy de California because I'm from California. And I have the pleasure and the honor today to introduce to you brothers, a brother and a sister in Christ. And I say that because I met them, my husband and I met them, and I truly consider them brother, a brother and a sister in Christ to us. And Eduardo and Cindy are Brazilian missionaries Portugal, and other nations around the world. They have planted churches. They have transformed lives. They have held leadership trainings. I know for sure Cindy has been in ministry for over 25 years doing this work. So do you think you have something to hear from them today? Oh, get your hearts ready. Get prepared to hear what God is doing mightily and that we also can experience here in America, not just over there, but here too. And we get some of that today. As I was um, kind of reading materials over their life and what they've been doing, I came across this video that's 
an older video, but it really gives you a little insight into who you're about to hear. So if we can play that video, then we'll get started. I'm Cindy Angelo. I'm Brazilian. I'm a missionary in Portugal. My name is Eduardo Angelo. I'm a missionary in Portugal from Brazil. I decided to accept this calling because Jesus transformed my life completely. And since then, I saw that God has a plan for me much bigger than I could have imagined. I understood that no sacrifice that I did would be bigger than the one that Jesus did for me at the Calvary Cross. There have been such radical converts like I have never seen in my life. I've been seeing God transform people like I've never seen before in my Christian life. Prostitutes have been freed. Drug addicts have been freed. People who are about to commit suicide have been freed. Marriages that were about to be destroyed to the point of divorce have been restored. And we have seen God restore many lives. They themselves bring more people to Jesus. And that's what's been happening. The evangelism goal is that each believer is encouraged to bring more people to God. The gospel is being spread around this city. He gave us this city, and this is only the beginning. Eduardo and Cindy know that they have only seen the beginning of what God is going to do in Portugal as they continue to testify that he is the one. Praise the Lord. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you, new. some of you may know them and some of you may not, pastors, missionaries, Eduardo and Cindy Angelo. Please welcome them. Praise the Lord. We serve a wonderful God. Amen. Jesus is alive. Amen. We serve a one God because Jesus is alive in our life in around the world. I'm Eduardo Angelo. I'm from, I was born in Brazil, but serving the Lord in Portugal along almost uh, along 20 years. It's a, a pleasure. I, I was a lawyer in Brazil, 
And God called me to be a pastor, to be a missionary there. This is wonderful because I think don't have more pleasure for me to serve the Lord, you know. I realize so many, many things because God is working my life and through my life. Amen. And praise the Lord, I'm so glad to be here in the, our first time here in Oregon and sailing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm so glad to, to stay with Pastor Sloan. And Sloan? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for this wonderful couple. Yeah, I, I met they so many years ago. And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good morning. Bom dia. Como você está? Buenos dias. Como está usted está em português? Bom dia. Como você está? Is good morning. How are you? We have a beautiful language. You know, ten nations in the world speak Portuguese because Portugal has uh, colonized many nations. Uh, so I brought our colors. I tell you, this is not about the World Cup. This is not about Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, we are from Brazil, so our heart is divided now. We have two sides in our hearts. One side is green and red, and the other is blue and yellow. So in the World Cup, we are, so, we are in trouble. <laughs> so it is so good to be here. We can feel such a, a great atmosphere here in this worship time. Praise the Lord. Uh, we are coming from the most beautiful country in Europe. Uh, have you been in Portugal before? Ger Pastor Gary and Patty, they, they had been there. They knew our ministry. Uh, I was surprised with this video. It's amazing to remember in the beginning. Uh, Portugal is, in the most, is the most Western country in Europe. We have many, many, many uh, natural beauties. We have a good food. We have a wonderful codfish, salty codfish. But our nation is filled with idolatry and witchcraft. Uh, we face their strong spiritual warfare. Uh, many people, they suicide, living in desperation, alcohol addiction, many problems, but God is working there in amazing ways. You know, according to the uh, statistics, Portugal, uh, they have 96% of Catholics, Christian Catholics, but um, they are mixed with witchcrafts and other sort of cults. Uh, according to the um, Evangelical Alliance, less than 1% are biblical Christians less than one percent but we are there serving the lord we love our people we love portugal we love portuguese we love to serve them my father was a portuguese he was an immigrant in brazil uh, he died one year uh, ago and you know he didn't leave me money gold silver but he left me a legacy he taught me how to love the nation he was born so 
we are there laying our lives, serving Portugal, and from Portugal to the other nations. Uh, we brought a video, a modern video. <laughs> can, we, can we show now this video? So you can see how our churches uh, are working now. Amen. 
being a missionary for me is to give, is to lay, not only of we have, but what we are. So it is a pleasure for us to serve the Lord in Portugal and the, in the other nations. Uh, as you saw in this video, uh, we are there planting churches and developing leaders, making disciples. Because Jesus said, go and make disciples in every nation. Uh, if, if he said, go and make, it is because the disciple, disciples, they are not ready. They need to be made. And it takes all we have, <laughs> all we are, because it takes our time, our love, our patience, our money, our knowledge. So, but it is a, pres a, a pleasure because we are here uh, visiting church conferences and they are there working, working, caring of church. Uh, Eduardo and I went to Portugal almost 20 years ago, and we started the church in Lisbon and then in Spain, in Madrid, and in Canary Island. Canary Island, um, there are seven islands near Morocco, but they belong to Spain. So now uh, we have another leadership there. The World Mission sent more missionaries to Spain. Uh, we have three churches in Spain and four in Canary Island. So it's a pleasure for us to see how God is spreading our roots uh, among the nations. Uh, we have a seminary, a theological and plenty church seminary. We have graduated 18 students. Uh, we have in Portugal today six ordained pastors and four ministerial candidates. So God is working there. We are so happy. We are seeing many miracles in Portugal. Um, I have a word to share with you. I will try to preach because, you know, my first language is Portuguese and the second is Spanish and the third is English. So I'm sure I will make many mistakes, but forgive me, please. So I would like to read in Matthew 13, 44, uh, when Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Have you found something valuable? Maybe a money on the street or a, a gold ring. Once Edward and I bought a car, I was cleaning under the, the seat and I found an emerald gold ring. I was so excited. So we called the, the old owner, and she said, no, it doesn't belong to me. So I, oh, I found an emerald ring gold. It was so good. A few days ago, I found money in my jacket, in my coat. <laughs> Two years ago, Eduardo and I were in north of Portugal, and we found a, a six, $600 in a wallet. It was about 500 euros. Uh, it belonged to a man from Belgium. He was in Portugal with his family. Of course, we looked at the man and we gave his wallet back. But it is not wonderful when we find something available. Jesus here in this verse is comparing his kingdom with a hidden treasure in a field. Jesus compared his kingdom with many thing, things, uh, with ten, ten virgins, with a must, mustard seed, a net, but here he is comparing his kingdom with a hidden treasure in a field. Isn't interesting that many, many riches, many 
treasures, they are hidden. Silver, gold, iron, fuel, water. And here, Jesus said that these men found this treasure hidden on the ground. I believe because the Bible said God wants to give us hidden treasures. He says in Isaiah 45, 3, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who sums you by name. So what, what kind of treasures are these? Um, always I'm reading my Bible, I always make questions so I can understand the context. And I have three questions in this verse of Jesus. First, who is that man who found that treasure? Second, uh, what does this field mean? And third, who is that hidden treasure? Uh, I'm sure that this man is about the Lord, is about our Father, is about our God. The field, I'm sure, it is about this world, the world we live. And when the Lord looked to this field, looked to this world, he saw misery, poverty, violence, darkness. Because the devil has turned this world into darkness. Everybody was blind. Everybody was lost. Everybody was covered in sin and shame. Uh, short of glory of God. So... Um, in the middle of the misery and darkness, the Lord found a treasure. The treasure? I always learned that this treasure is Jesus. I have heard many preachers saying, no, oh, this treasure that was covered is Jesus. But this is not truth. Not in this verse. Not in this context. Uh, there is a song in Portuguese that is, Jesus, you are the great treasure that my, found, my heart has found. But not in this context because um, Jesus, he was, he was not uh, found by us. He found us first. We love him because he loved us first. And this is a treasure hidden. Jesus is not hidden. Jesus is not a God of mysteries. He is God of revelation. He came to reveal the Father, the Father's heart. So he is not hidden. The treasure was the man who was lost in the darkness. The treasure is a fallen man covered by his sins and chains. And God found this fallen man. What did he do? Jesus said he was full of joy. When he looked to this world and he saw this failing man covered by sin, he was full of joy. And the second thing he did was, he said, I will rescue this treasure. So Jesus said he sold, he sold everything we had, all we had. The Lord when saw this man falling, hidden in a field. He gave his only son. He gave us the best he had to bring us back to him. To bring us back to his family. We praise the Lord because he found us first. He loved us first. 
He gave you his only son. It is not great when we think that Jesus was the only son, but he became the firstborn son to bring us back to his family, to his family, to the, the father's family. Of course, Jesus is our God, is our Lord, is our Savior. But Paul said he is our oldest brother because he brought everyone back to the father. So we are so precious to God. We, uh, Jesus, he came and saved us, rescued us, gave us um, a new name, a new family. He added us value. We are so precious. We are vessels, vessels, uh, treasures in vessels of clay. We are not numbers. I always say in Portugal, to my people, we are not numbers. Of course, we have an ID, you have your documents, you have a number, but you are not number. You, uh, numbers have names, names have stories, and God is all about stories. When Jesus said we must lay treasures in heaven, he was talking about money. I will lay money. I will send money to heaven. I will send house, or cars, or clothes to heaven. No. The, 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 the treasure we lay in heaven are souls, are lives. Every time I reach a person to Jesus, I'm laying treasures in heaven. Every time I feed the poor, I give a plate of food, a meal. I'm laying treasures in heaven. Every time I help a project, support missionaries and another project to save lives, I'm laying treasures in heaven because... Lives are so precious to God. Lives are so precious to God. So, he gave his only son. As the, the, the Cheryl said, uh, last month, I celebrated 25 years of ministry planting church since Brazil. Um, and we are there trying to discover treasures, hidden treasures among people we serve. And from Portugal, by the grace of God, we are touching other nations. You know the word Lisbon means the, the door? So we believe this is a prophetical word in our lives. We are there um, coming, entering through that door and touching other nations. And from the Free Methodist Church in Portugal, we have planted churches in Spain, Canary Island, and Guinea-Bissau in Africa, in West Africa. We have five churches in Guinea-Bissau now. We are taught in Mozambique, um, Israel. And now, two days ago, we sent a family to San Tomé in Principe, near Ghana. It's an island, it's a nation. San Tomé is near Ghana. And they speak Portuguese because they were colonized by Portugal. This family are so precious to us. They are, we can say that they are one of the best gifts God gave, God gave to the Free Methodist Church in Portugal. And we gave them to plant churches in São Tomé and to, to develop national leaders there. They have two little daughters. We have flyer, so you can know more about them. But they are going to São Tomé, to that island, to discover hidden treasures among them. There are a lot of treasures. Last year, we went to, on a mission trip to Greece to help the Free Methodist Church in Thessaloniki with refugees from Syria and from Pakistan. Wow, 
I thought, she, I thought I was in Syria, not in Greece. Uh, Michael Long, the pastor of the Free Methodist and missionary there, uh, uh, he is doing a great job among the refugees. You know, it was so exciting, but it touched our hearts so much. Uh, we, we brought from Portugal pounds uh, of codfish, salt codfish. We, 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 we brought many other things from Portugal, and we invited all refugees we can <laughs> to come to the church to have a meal with us Friday night and Sunday morning. So it was so exciting, so awesome when we saw almost 100 Muslims coming to the service to have a meal, a Portuguese meal. And they, they went to have a meal, but they received the word of God. They could hear the gospel of Jesus. And it was so exciting when they were there, seated their children, women, using different clothes, colors. They were there hearing, no other name can uh, be given by which it can be saved. Only Jesus, 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 Jesus. There are among many, many, many hidden treasures among them. It is a pleasure to serve the Lord, trying to discover treasures. You know, um, we have many stories about this. In 2001, Edward and I went to Guinea-Bissau. I don't know if you have heard about Guinea-Bissau. It's a very, very poor nation in West Africa. And we went in a little jungle <laughs> with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and we, we met a teenager, a, a big, a huge black guy. He was lost in that jungle. And God put it in our heart to invest in his life because he was lost. No one could see a treasure in his heart. But we saw, we must see people by the perspective of God. So in 2001, we start to invest in his life, sending $100 a month. He went to Togo to, to study in the seminary of the Free Methodist Church in Togo. And he studied French and theology. Now Rito is a Free Methodist pastor in Guinea-Bissau. He married, got married. He has five children. He has five churches. I think every church he planted, he he makes a, a child, you know, a new baby. <laughs> he calls me mom. Mom, how is my dad? A huge black guy calling me mom. You know, but Rito was a treasure hidden in that jungle, that forest. Praise the Lord for this. Two years ago, I was in Africa uh, teaching homiletics and hermeneutics. In a school of YWAM, we, we help YWAM. The Free Methodist has a partnership with YWAM in Portugal and in Santo Tomé. I was teaching to a, a group of natives. They are so simple, so I had to change the way I communicate. But in the day, they, they had to preach the, the, um, the practical class. I cried a lot because there was a guy. He understood everything I Thought. And the director of YWAM is our personal friend. He was sitting by me and he was crying too. 
And he told me, he looked at me, this, this director, and he said, Proverbs 25, 2, Cindy, the glory of God is in things covered, but the honor of kings is in find them. I will repeat, the glory of God is in things covered, but the honor of kings is in finding them. Wow. God has so many hidden treasures, and kings need to find them. Who are the kings who will find the hidden treasures? Who were made a kingdom and priests? You and me, we, us, the church of Jesus. And where are these treasures? Are nearby you, nearby me, in our neighborhood, in our uh, street, among our relatives, our colleagues, uh, people we cross every day. Treasures are among children from Syria, refugees from Syria, are among the many people you have here from many nations. I can see this is a multicultural church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are a multicultural church in Portugal as well. And it is a piece of heaven. There are a lot of hidden treasures. Hidden among these people. They are among children. They, the children in Santomé, in Angola, in Guinea-Bissau. They, they are not cleaning. They are, they, I, I don't know how to say when, huh? <laughs> it's not yes. But who knows? There are a, a preacher, a doctor, a missionary. We must see people with God's eyes. Let's find them. They can be lost in their sin and shame, but the Lord wants to use us to find them. I was an example. Are you finished with my example? I told you my father was uh, an immigrant Portuguese in Brazil. In Brazil, he met my mom. My mom was a Brazilian. He died eight years ago. My father one year ago. I don't have parents. Um, my mom was 13 years old, my father 20. And my grandparents, they didn't allow their relationship because my mom was a, a child. So my father and my mom, they run. They had to run to be together. And my grandparents, they called the police and they found them so far away from our city. And the police brought them to the city, and they got married in the police station. I don't know if it's, you call police station. I don't know. Yeah. Before the, the police. They, yeah. But they didn't have a house. And my grandmother was so angry because my mom have, has ashamed her family. So my grandmother said to her, I don't allow you to live in my house because you um, dishonor our family. But we have a little hen house, a, a chicken coop in our backyard. Okay, you can put a lamp and you can live there until your husband gets money to rent a house. So, of course, I was born in the hospital. But my two first years was inside a chicken coop. 
So you can imagine that I had so many traumas. When I was 10 years old, I gave my heart to Jesus. I accepted Jesus as my Savior and Lord. And I started to follow following Jesus. And I was, I think, 13 or 14 years old. Our church went to a camp in carnival season. We went in a, to a farm. And when we arrived there, the owner told to our pastor, Pastor, you brought so many people. We don't have place for everybody. But we have a, a big hen house, a big chicken coop in our, in our yard. So you can put the youth to clean it. And we have, can have a service there. I, I was not realizing what, what, what was happening in that retreat. But in the first time this, in the service, God used a lady to tell me, my daughter, I brought you here to heal your heart, to heal your soul, because I will send you to the nations. And God told me the, the Acts 1.8, you receive a power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So on that day, God baptized me in the Holy Spirit from a chicken coop to another chicken coop to the nations. It is not amazing. So I was a, a treasure hidden in a chicken coop, and I praise God for this. So I read this. God saw a treasure in a wicker basket, Moses, in a little shepherd, David, on a tree, Zacchaeus. On a fishing boat, Peter, in a woman oppressed by seven demons, Mary Magdalena, on the way to Damascus, Paul. So in this room, God sees you. God sees me. Thank you, Pastor Andrew, for this opportunity to share my heart, my heart with your church. Thank you so much. I'd like you, for your husband to come up here too. What a blessed message about treasures. Aren't you glad God's searching for treasures? Just think of all the treasures are out here in the round in our neighborhood and throughout the community and throughout the nations that he'll go and seek out and search for the lost. Come, my brother Edgar, come up here. We're going we're gonna to pray for you. And then uh, we're going to take a special offering for them. As uh, you, we end the service, we're going to do an offering. If the ushers would uh, bring... A basket and we'll bring it up here and you guys can come up and give an offering for um, them and they have a table back there and some more information if you want to support and do things but we want to be involved in their lives uh, and someday maybe we'll be sending some of our teams to Portugal or maybe even Africa and I didn't even know Africa there was nations that spoke Portuguese but but um you know what a blessing to see people dedicated to the mission of God and seeing what God is doing. Amen. So let's just reach our hands out towards them, and we're going to pray for them. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this dedicated couple, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that for the, the passion, the heart for souls, Father God, and just their lives of sacrifice, Lord, and how they're just out there uh, working the fields and, and searching out treasures for you. We thank you, Lord, that... You're in the business of saving souls and changing lives. So we thank you for their lives. We pray you protect them. We pray that you'll prosper them. Even as they're here in the nations, God, that you would just provide for them. 
in a supernatural way and, and, and also a natural way, Father God. We pray that you'll bless this offering. You'll use it for your glory. And we give you the thanks and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You guys, you guys can stay up here. We're going we're gonna to bring the offering to you right here, right here. Let them hold a plate. Let them each hold a plate. We'll bring off. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for giving to them. Make sure you step by their table and, and get to know uh, other ways we can support them through prayer and letters and things like that. So I'm going to close in prayer and we'll be released. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. It's a special day, Lord. You send people all the way from Portugal, Lord, to speak to our hearts, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you how you love Salem first. You love the nations. We pray blessing upon this offering, blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, everybody say, and go in peace.